Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worship Brother George Mudry. Worship Brother Joe. And with us tonight, returning Brother Scott Walter. I almost called you Worship Brother. You almost got a promotion there. <laughs> I, I, have, I have not gone through the line. I've been too busy. I haven't been able to do it. And just so you know, you have the distinct honor of being only the second person that agreed to come back after their first time <laughs> on the show. So welcome back. Only I one other know. person is We had Art Del Quetta. I know. That yeah, he was, he, right. Art was the first. Uh, Brother Scott's the, the second to agree to come back. So. We're all set with these Thank an exclusive club. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be like the Saturday Night Live host uh, club. You know, the hosts come back so many times, they get a little jacket. Are you guys going to have like a five-time jacket? Yeah, we'll yeah, do that for yeah, you. We'll, Absolutely. We'll, we'll, are you agreeing to come back five times if we do? Well, only if you get the jacket. Yeah, what's we'll your get, size? What are we'll you, like a 48? What do, you, what do we got? 44, 46? What size jacket do I wear, Jan? XL, 46? Yeah, all right. And, you know, we'll do, we'll do like the Yankees where they get the patches down the arm. There Every time he comes out, I get a new patch, oh, like World way, Series patch. I have uh, hook Genius, right? patches. Oh, oh wait, they're downstairs. But anyway, um, I sell those on um, – they're beautiful. It's a hooked X um, – Patch. I don't know if you've seen it on my Twitter. I posted them there before, but mm-hmm. get those put on the uh, on the jackets. Oh, I I'm, in, I'm the, interested. I I'm haven't a- seen the patch, but I did um, purchase the pin, which is mm. quite a nice lapel pin. Really? Yeah, it's really and, nice. And, uh, hey, Jan, do you want to go downstairs and grab a patch and a and a, a medallion? They're they're over by the bookcase on the left side. You'll see them. Oh, I'm definitely interested in those. I'm gonna I'm going. Well, where did I show you the 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 coin? Oh, really? I yeah. I had a brother, Harry Fetterman, who is a bling dealer who shows up at <laughs> you know uh, grand sessions and and annual communications that type of thing. Yep. And he talked me into doing some bling. So the first thing we did was the pin. Yep. Right. And actually, I'm gonna redo the pin. It didn't turn out quite the way I wanted. Uh, but the patch I love, that's coming here. But the coin is to commemorate the new book, and it, it turned out fantastic. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Where, so, can, I, where, where can you get the patch? On your uh, on your, your page? Your you know what? I just uh, – if, if you're interested, um, I'll send you guys some extra stuff. But just – I just – all you got to do is uh, just send me an email with – you know, email me uh, – it's I charge twenty bucks for the coin and the pin, but I'll throw in the patch too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, I gotta show them to you. She's getting them right now. She's coming up. Love morale patches. <laughs> well, you know, my Masons love bling, so this is. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Actually, I have a confession to make, and I don't know if I told you this the last time, but uh, I am a, a Mark Master Mason, as you are. Oh, that's oh you cool. are. Oh, yeah. Excellent. I'm uh, I'm all through York Wright Commandery. I'm part of the Grand Commandery and everything. But um, Oh, excellent. One of, actually, my, my mark on my, I believe uh, you're a uh, York Wright Mason as well, correct? I am. And you got your, your little coin from the Mark Master Mason? I did, thing? and, and uh, the... The uh, my mark um, is the title to one of the chapters in my new book, Hooked X cool. Tau Cross. Ah, very cool. So my son is George Mudry the sixth, right? Okay. So I have the Roman numeral sixth with the hooked X at the end of it, and that's my oh, mark. I love it. Very I love cool. it. That's my mark. And you know, a lot of guys are using the hooked X, and and I think it's great because. It truly is the uh, the sacred symbol of our 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 uh, fugitive order of, of Templars and the Navigators too. But um, here's the coin. Oh wow, that's cool. That's really cool. I've got a little delay on my screen, so I haven't hasn't quite popped up yet, but it will. Wow, that's cool. Now there's a number underneath the. It's on the back side. Now that's that side. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then on the other side... Oh, that is cool. The hook docks. Yeah, it's a symbol that's on the cover of the book, uh -huh. correct? Yep. Right, yeah, the symbol that you just looked at. Yep. Now, this one, if you look below the hooked X, there is a number. Everyone is numbered. Individually. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, I don't oh, cool. you can see it better. Yeah. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. So, that's the coin... And then, you know, this is the patch. Oh, I like the patch. I'm definitely down for the patch. I'll slap yeah, it right I'm in. in. I'll slap it right in my EDC bag. Love it. There, there you, you go. go. I put it on the Templar uniform, but they'd probably be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they would. Actually, it would be perfectly appropriate. In fact, it would be. Yeah. In fact, we've been having, um, now that we're talking about Masonic stuff, We've actually had um, we had a, a, a Kensington Runestone Summit in January where I presented some of the new stuff that I'm working on now that I have not published yet, but I dropped it on um, a group of brothers. There was about 30, 30 guys there, and 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 guys from commanderies in North Dakota were represented. I think in Iowa as well. Mm. And they're embracing it. They're starting to realize that, first of all, the runestone is real. <laughs> Screw what the academics say. Yeah, no, it's real. And, and, you know, this is a really important thing I just want to tell you guys, because as Masons, you know that um, symbolism has many levels, right? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. absolutely. absolutely. And unless you're initiated and you've been taught how to read and understand these different levels, the different symbols, um, the uninitiated, they, 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 it just goes right over their head, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's how I was for, you know, probably about 15 years. And then finally, when I was initiated into Freemasonry, into the York Rite, into the Scottish Rite, and I dabbled in some other things, um, now I have the eyes to see. And it was in one of, have, have, um, George, have you gone through, um, or either one of you gone through the Cryptic Council? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have yep, not. Yep. I've, I've, I've only done Scottish right. 
So, I, so okay. I'm chapter well, counseling commander. You want to do that, but yep. um, and I don't want to give too much away. But when when you go through the uh, the cryptic council, specifically the select master degree, mm-hmm. and they talk about the nine arches, and yep. this gets into the legend of Enoch and how the the three grand masters built the secret vault nine levels below the sanctum sanctorum yep. in the uh, in the temple of Solomon. And then in the lecture part, at least in, in the southern jurisdiction, which I'm a part of, they then said, and the other eight arches were built by 22 men from, from Gebel in Lebanon. And I went, eight and 22, those are the first two numbers on the Kensington runestone. Eight oh, really? guys oh, wow. and 22 eight. north. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, all right. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, well, obviously... You know, I didn't hear another thing after that. One of the white ants is giving. So, so I'm I'm listening to this, and I'm like, no freaking way. And then I went to uh, my Masonic mentor, and 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 still my good friend. His name is uh, Brother John Freeberg. And I said, John, is there a ritual book for this? And he said, Yes. I said, Give me that. Yeah. Mm. And I'm telling you guys, all of the first eight numbers that appear in the Kensington runestone inscription appear in the ritual in sequence. That's all. Really? That's not a coincidence. No, I got not a coincidence. I don't think so. See, no, it certainly sequ- can't be. Number eight, which corresponds to the Templars and the Templar cross has eight points. Mm-hmm. The Newport tower has eight columns. Um, uh, symbolic of the number of years it takes for the planet Venus when viewed astronomically to create a five-pointed star. Embedded within it is something called the Fibonacci sequence, the golden ratio, which is the key to life in the universe um, and really is the key to our craft that so few brothers truly understand. And one one of the reasons I'm going through this right now is because it's timing is everything. Right now, okay, something is happening that only happens once every eight years with the planet Venus. Right now, tonight. Really? Oh, really? Look at the planet Venus, which is in the, basically due west. And that's not the normal position that she's typically in. Normally, she's in the southwest when she's an evening star. But right now, she is closest to Earth as she will ever be in during its eight-year cycle, and she is absolutely at her brightest right now. And if you don't think Venus is important in Freemasonry, think again, because she is at the core of it all. Well, it's, it's funny that you bring that up, because I actually thought of you about a week and a half ago where I was doing, I was on... Um a Zoom meeting for a lodge up in Albany, New York, Master's Lodge Number 5, and they had asked me to okay. come on, and I was doing a presentation on Freemasonry symbols within the tarot card. And one of the right. questions that I had gotten was, well, isn't the tarot card mostly, there's a lot of feminine symbols in there, and Freemasonry is really, you know, most of its symbols are, are masculine. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. No, they're actually not. You know, there's and we started. I started to talk about the sacred feminine, and Venus specifically, and the different uh, different ways that she's represented within Freemasonry. And like you just said, a lot of people just aren't 
in tune with that side of it because they think of Freemasonry. It's a it's a male fraternity. It's masculine, but there are a lot of feminine symbols within Freemasonry. It's just you've got to look at that extra layer. So I got the well, chills, brother it's, Scott. It's even it's even more than that because in these old documents that I'm going through right now, which I can't talk about too much um, because I'm, I'm in the process of, well, I've been vetting this new set of documents for about four years with some Masonic scholars, um, Brother Robert Cooper over in Scotland, Brother uh, Terry Tilton, who's a past uh, Grand Master of Minnesota, past president of the Philalethes Society, which you guys I'm sure are aware of, is uh, the academic branch of, of uh, Freemasonry. Um, one of the things that has become obvious and evident is that the goddess is actually at the heart of Freemasonry. Unfortunately, over the period of the last 250 years, she has been veiled and veiled primarily because of the infiltration, and I'm just going to say it, of uh, the Roman Christian um, uh, idea, uh, ideology, um, which is patriarchal and um, has demonized the, the sacred feminine for uh, almost uh, two millennia. Right. And right. It's, it's time it was called out. In fact, if you go to lodges in the southern part of the United States, um, you see the influence of, of Roman Christianity um, pretty profoundly, and, and it, it, is, it is really not part of our craft, uh, to be quite blunt it it there's 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 tolerance for it but um make no mistake that um the the real reason the templars were tortured and burned was not about money it was about ideology and basically they had tricked the roman catholic church for about 200 years um by venerating the Virgin Mary, for example, when she really represented the ancient goddess to them. So it was easy for them to venerate her and, and pretend under the nose of the, of the church who she really was. But if you think about it, the ideology the Templars truly embraced is ancient and actually predates Roman Christianity. And so they were the ones that borrowed the symbols um, and created a different version of the of these of a uh, different story for these symbols, but um, that's why they were pissed and burned them. <laughs> they had been duped. So well, I have a confession to make. Uh, yeah, go you, for it. You kind of gave me a little bit of chills a little while ago talking about Venus, and here's why. So our lodge here uh, in Seymour, Connecticut, is Morning Star Lodge, and we all know oh, that. Gee. Really? <laughs> well, and then tell them. So, go ahead. I I've been pushing really hard to get a chapter up here in Seymour because in where we are, it's kind of center of the state. There's really no uh, Royal Archmason chapters up here, and I just got approval today for evening Wait. for Evening Star Chapter Number Forty Seven. Nice, nice, so, nice. Yes, very cool. Well, that's you know, I, I, seriously, guys, <laughs> you, what you should do, I mean, May 4th is when she's going to be at her absolute closest. And obviously, several days right now, in fact, leading up to it and several days afterwards. But right now, we, were, we are at a very pivotal moment 
in uh, the cycle of, of, of Venus uh, for the next couple of weeks. So um, now is the time to embrace her. Um, you know, they have the light in the east, right? The yep. master sits uh-huh. in the east. Yep, yep. And um, that's where the light is, right? We now, actually talked about that last time, but when you were on the podcast, you were talking about that, you know, the sun rises in the east, and we were talking about in in, in uh, terms of a Masonic Lodge, they actually, it was they were venerating Venus. Absolutely, because... In mystical circles, a lot of people don't realize this, and, and, and it's, it's not a debate, it's not a discussion, it's a fact that both the planet Venus and the sun are, are called the eternal travelers because they travel together throughout the heavens. When Venus is a morning star, she rises, he follows, right? And right now, the sun is going to be setting, but she's right behind him. And as soon as he sets, even even before, if you know where to look, probably be at uh, about seventy degrees. She's she's already there, and so they are the eternal travelers in the heavens. And if you want to take that a step further, for our Roman Christian friends, if you want to understand what the resurrection was really all about, or let's just say, um, on another level. Maybe the whole resurrection story isn't necessarily talking about the son of God, but maybe they're talking about the sun God. And on the winter solstice of December 21st, which just so happens to be my birthday. Hey! (laughs) uh, The shortest, darkest day of the year, as Janet likes to say. (laughs) (laughs) And yet she married you. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, so, um, but here, <laughs> yeah, that was a brilliant line, Jen. Here's a question. <laughs> here's a question that I have for you because this is something that I just thought of when I was having that discussion on symbolism, the feminine symbolism within Freemasonry, and it was just a thought. And I'll throw it out there to see if if any if in any of your research you found anything on it. So historically, and well, not even historically, it's it's a fact that. Um, you know, the Star of David or the, the Seal of Solomon, the two inverted or the two connecting triangles, one being an ancient symbol for the feminine and one being the ancient symbol for the male. And we, I was talking about the Masonic apron, and it dawned on me that the bib on the apron is an inverted triangle representing the female, huh. and it's covering your masculine part. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything to that? I don't know. I, I, I have nothing to add on that one, brother. I think you. If just, I may, stole the show right there. But uh, if no, I'm, may, I'm actually. If I may. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, no, no, no. I don't. Like, if I there may, might be, you're like you're in union. No, and maybe this that. is inappropriate. But there's a funny thing is when you sit and uh, brother Scott, you've been in a Masonic lodge, and if you've worn a leather apron, right? Of course. Okay. When you sit down and then you stand up, there's always that guy who leans over and goes, hey, man, you got an apron boner. <laughs> you, knock, you, you knock the triangle down, right? So, yeah, absolutely. 
No, <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> EAs when they first get raised, and they put on that thing, right. and they got that little that little horn sticking up. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just saying there, there's you know there there may be some kind of veiled union there. That's all. Well, I don't think it's it, it's not veiled. It's pretty obvious. And you're talking about the interlocking triangles. There, there again, you have the the union of male and female and. Uh, the whole concept of dualism, which is what that Masonic pavement uh, also represents. Yep. But, um, you know, getting back to this whole resurrection thing, um, you know, the sun reaches its southernmost point and it's, you know, um, on the 21st, but it's actually there for three days, uh, the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd, and it's it's the, in darkness, right? But then it is resurrected. Right. But... And and in the in the Christian story, you have Jesus in the tomb for three days, and then he is resurrect, resurrected. And who is there? The first person to see him, Mary Magdalene. And who is there always with the Son? When she, when he returns, she is right there with him all the time. So really, it's just an allegorical story of the movement of these two heavenly bodies, the eternal travelers in the heavens, male, female, heaven and earth. Um, on the winter solstice. So she, in, in a sense, rescues him in some of the ancient stories, and, and he comes back, um, and, and we see this played out astronomically in the Newport Tower, which I'm studying right now. And um, I mean, it's, 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 it's really a beautiful story, and um, if people really want to get to the bottom of what's going on, understand the movements of the planet Venus, and you're going to be 90% of the way there to understanding the real, real roots of Freemasonry. And that's, it's hard for people to imagine that, but it's really true. So I got a question for you. Something you, t you talk about on uh, one of the America Unearthed episodes, uh, I think it was a while back, uh, and it was this. And I don't know if you could see the, my uh, The M sign. The M sign. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> that's hysterical. Um, so, uh, yeah, the M sign. It's it's. You talked about that. It's in a very uh, unfamiliar place on where you would, you know, it's a very unnatural unnatural position, position for your hand. to have your hands in. But yet, but, it shows up repeatedly in pieces of art, sculptures, right. uh, especially. I believe the episode I believe you were talking about is when they go to Portugal. Yes, yes. In paintings, Tomar. and which was a Templar stronghold. By the way, I'm jealous of you. Not a stronghold. It was well, a Templar city. It yes, was built yes. by Grandmaster Gualdim Pais of the uh, of the Portuguese Templars in 1161, and um, I mean it, it, it's a Templar city. Period. Mm. Start start to finish. So. It, Tying that in, you believe that that's a symbol for Mary Magdalene, correct? I do. And <clears throat> I don't think I know. So it's been speculated, <clears throat> and it was on something I had listened to, that um, it's actually the same hand gesture is on a picture, uh, excuse me, a sculpture, I believe. It's... Um, uh, and I could be misquoting here, but it's actually on a sculpture talking about Arcadia. Um, 
I wouldn't be the least surprised. Um, they've oh, been using you know where I'm going that with this, particular right? hand gesture. Certain there's a certain tradition that uses that that um, shall remain nameless, but they've been using that particular hand gesture since about 1307. Mm. And and I be I believe what you're talking about. There's there's a painting. Yes. And a sculpture. It's actually the that DM. That's like three shepherds, yes, right? And they're leaning. The, yep. And mm -hmm. the sculpture and the painting are actually reversed in, in yes. some sense. I know exactly what you're talking about, and it mentions right. Arcadia. And it brings shepherds up... The, of Arcadia. Yes, yes that's, that's the one. That's yep. the one. And it brings up uh, the DM cipher. Is that anything you've ever gotten deep into? No, I have not. Are you talking about um, Shepherds of Arcadia um, at... Uh, Shugborough Hall. Yes, that's where I'm getting at. That's where when Alan Butler and I were there, and we, um, you know, that is a that that's really a. I'm glad you brought that up because that brings back one of the most uh, memorable th moments I ever had with Alan Butler. And you know what we what we do on the show a lot of times is they will not tell me what they're going to show me, or they will um, just let it happen. And then what they do is they just say okay, go, the cameras roll, and they just let us go. Well, Alan and I, when we first walked up to that, neither one of us had seen it before. Uh -huh. And we walked up, and they were rolling camera on that for 25 straight minutes, and they just let us go. And it was amazing because as soon as Andy yelled cut, everybody holding a camera went, oh. <laughs> 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 but it was, it was golden. And Alan said some great things, and, and, and we were going back and forth, and it was just this sort of organic moment that we were, you know, kind of tapping each other's brains, and mm. and it was it was so cool. It was like one of the best moments I've, I've had filming the show, and it was with somebody that I consider one of my dearest friends. So let me ask you, we, we've talked about the show a little bit. What the hell is uh, the channel thinking? Not giving you another season? What's going on with that? Like, it's it's well, a great show, and uh, so if you can give us a hint as to why we're not getting more of that content, because it seems like a no-brainer. If I may, real quick, before you, you continue, may. Scott, um, the History Channel ended it, and then right. A and E TLC, A and E TLC, or, uh, Travel Channel, who Travel Channel. No, it was we started on H two. Yeah, and it was History too. So that was essentially History Channel, and we did three seasons, mm -hmm. and then they um, um, they sold H two. Oh, okay. I my agent said to me, he said, "Well, you know, Big History is going to pick you up because um, I don't know who doesn't renew their number one show because we were number one on H two at the time." Um, and so while we were waiting to hear what we thought for sure they were going to do. They asked me to do a six-episode series called Pirate Treasure: The Knights Templar yes. yep. because awesome, the, the um, and 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 the guy that was you know basically the host of that show was a treasure hunter by the name of Barry Clifford and mm -hmm. um, and Barry was a cool guy, um, but they were they, they were having trouble getting content because they couldn't get permits to dive in Madagascar where all these shipwrecks were, which is where the focus of the show was going to be. Right. So they asked me to come on and help them get some Templar content which I did, and it actually worked out really good. And we did six six episodes of that. But unfortunately, what happened was Barry got into trouble with UNESCO, and there were some political things that happened with the shipwrecks that he was diving on, and this giant silver bar that he found 
well, some claim it was lead, some said it was silver. A lot of people have asked me about it, and I said, I never saw the damn thing because <laughs> when I went over to Madagascar, I was there for 12 days, and they didn't have the permits to dive. I was supposed to dive on those wrecks with Barry. And so we went and shot a bunch of content around Wait, Madagascar you can dive? for 12 days, and then we still didn't have the permits, so then I left for, for England, and two days after I left, they got the permits. Well, they weren't going to bring us back because that would have been too expensive after all the time we spent there. Um, and then he finds this silver bar the, the first day that he dives, right? And it, and then he gave it to the president of Madagascar, and then UNESCO got upset about that. And anyway, it 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 um, it didn't get continued. But um, so then when that was over, we got word that they were not renewing the show. And I remember talking to my agent, and I said, why not? And he said, well, the the reason they came back with, they said, your show's too smart for history. <laughs> oh, Christ. God. No, I'm not kidding. That's no, a, I, believe I believe it. it. I believe That's it, because... Well, I mean, we, we do have they, TikTok, they have, right? We got TikTok. Well, they have pawn stars on yeah. there, too. What's, what's so history about pawn? <laughs> yes, I said pawn. Pawn stars. I heard you. Okay, I heard you. you gave me a look. <laughs> no, but no, no. That's not very history-esque. And you've got the, um, isn't that the, uh, don't they have the, um, Ice Road Truckers. They've got uh, that. Don't they have the people making swords and stuff too? Like, forged yes, in fire. Forged, forged in fire. Yeah, like, come but on. I just want to say though, like, I, I recently discovered, I believe uh, that, uh, you know, Brother Scott, your show showed up on the Travel Channel. So now I'm like, yep. oh, great. This is great. Right, I start right. watching again. They cancel it. Every freaking show that I enjoy, they cancel drives me well, insane you know the, the truth is we never got canceled and we have we're not canceled right now but right. what happened was um we aired on travel channel and yeah. you know i have to say the networks have always treated me really well um i would not say anything if they didn't but they they've always been very good to me and i appreciate the opportunities that i've had but um Travel Channel has now gone 100% paranormal. Yeah, everything's Ghost Hunters and Ghost Nation. Yeah, which, and... which is fine. A lot of people like that content. It's not my cup of tea. I mean, I like what we do, but um, it really wasn't a good fit from the get-go. Yeah. And they haven't canceled us. They just haven't renewed us. So um, a lot of times they will formally cancel a show, and that has not happened. I mean, they, they could theoretically call tomorrow and say we want another season um so you know i'll never close the door but to be honest with you i thought this last season we did 10 more episodes it was a bonus in 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 my eyes and i thought it was great i had, I had walked away from america i thought it was already over so to me it was it was you know like overtime that i never expected and and I, I thought it was great. I thought the episodes were really good. There's only one that I wouldn't have done, or I wish we would have done something different. Um, the rest, I thought, were some of our, our best episodes we, we've done. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. And I can't, you know, it's, it's surprising to me that maybe somebody like a, a Discovery or one of those other channels wouldn't pick you up because, you know, not for nothing, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but Josh Gates has nothing on you with Expedition Unknown and and those shows, I find yeah, your content much it. more. Yours is much more enjoyable, and it's it's. Well, you it's know, more it's intellectual. Different strokes for different exactly, folks. Um, exactly. Josh is is really good at what he does, <clears throat> and he sort of does that tongue in cheek, look into the camera, jokey style, which yes. works beautiful for him. 
Um, to be honest with you, I wish that they would have let me do more talking into the, into camera. I, 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 you know, I'm not jokey like he is. That's just not my thing. But, um, you know, I mean, I have a sense of humor and I think you, there's a place for, for humor, but you know, a lot of the things that I'm interested in, um, you know, I'm, I'm serious about, and I want to get to the bottom of them and I want right. to try to figure it out. And, you know, there's a, there's a place to have fun and there's a place to, to, to buckle up and, and get after it. And, you know, it's only 44 minutes of actual content. We don't have a lot of time for messing around. We got stuff to do, you know? Right. Right. And I do have to give you a lot of credit because there's, there's been quite a few episodes where you've discovered something. And I remember one specifically where, um, somebody thought there was a Templar cross carved in like at a rock in the middle of the woods. Yes. And you are, you do a really good job of saying very nicely, yeah, this is fake. Yeah, this, 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 this is a hoax. And I have to ask, were you pissed? I would have been pissed. Uh, let me just say that there's a whole nother, uh, uh, there's there's some film out there somewhere of uh, the, the, the rest of that story, which did not go very well. <laughs> I got into their grill really hard and basically what i said to them is and 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 you know they they did they did careful editing because they didn't want to paint me out to be um an asshole <laughs> right but, <laughs> but you're a professional and they're wasting your time well they were and not only that i said guys you realize that we have eight people here <laughs> and you know how much money it costs to fly eight people here um to rent hotels to rent you know, vehicles and pay these people to do their job. I said, it costs a lot of money and you're here sending me on a wild goddamn goose chase. Yeah. Good for you. Off. Not I was for, extremely pissed off not, and they heard it. And not for nothing. The look on the guy's face looked, it just had liar written all over. When you turned around and you asked him point blank, did you carve this? And he went, no, and he just no. had this look on his face. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, and I'll tell you what happened. You know, this wasn't on the show either. But when I first got there, this was one of those same thing. We don't want you to look at it until we until we're rolling, right? So I waited patiently, and then they're like, "Go," you know. And I'm like a rabid dog, you know. Right, a, right, because you're passionate bowl, about it. Bowl of steak over there, you know, and it's like, "Go," you know. Right. So I get in there and I looked at it, and I was talking out loud, and I and and I think I remember they did record some of the questions that I was asking when I was inside this little kind of like rock shelter thing where this yep. carving was, and I noticed right away some things I didn't like. But I didn't say anything because I knew we were rolling and I wanted to wait because I knew we were going to shoot in the afternoon. If we're going to have the confrontation, that's when it would be and that's when it was. But when we broke for, for lunch, we, we had to climb down to this area. So we had to climb back up to get to the vehicles to eat lunch. And while everybody was getting their food, I went into my, uh, my suitcase. I pulled out my toothbrush. I grabbed a bottle of water and then I snuck away. And I went back there by myself so I could do this on my own. I didn't want anybody there. And uh, I went down and I took this water and I sprayed a little bit on the carving. And then I took my toothbrush and I scratched out, you know, I rubbed out what turned out to be uh, Elmer's glue oh. and mud. And then I took another drink and I went and boom, it just turned white. And I knew, I mean, it was fresh. It had just been made, right? And I right. went, F. 
<laughs> not for nothing now. I'm really, uh, I have to say, you know, you did a very brotherly Masonic thing by keep subduing your passions. Because if I were you, after I scrubbed the, the carving with the toothbrush, I would have flipped it over and started whittling it down to a shit. Because that would have pissed me off. <laughs> I, would have, I would love to see the outtakes on that. I would, I would love, love to. to see that. I, but, was I was pissed off, but I knew I had to, I had to keep my, uh, my, my stuff together. So I, I crawled back up and they were just finishing lunch and they were putting cameras on and, and I went to the field producer um, and I said, um, come here. And so we went for a walk and I said, this thing's fake. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I just went down and checked it. He goes, where were you? I said, I went down and I checked the carving and it's fake. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? And so I said, well, let's call Andy back in Minneapolis who owns the production company. And I told Andy, I said, what do you want to do? And he said, just tell him i said okay here we go <laughs> well now you have raf's number uh, uh james rafferty you have his number now so you can just call james up and just have him yeah, beat some ass he'll, I mean, he'll drop the hammer for you if you ever need to but however i, I, I do don't wanna... i don't need any help i, I, can't <laughs> I just want to say I though remember, guys i'm an old linebacker and i don't ah. you know i can't run as fast i probably don't have the same you know muscle tone as i used to but i still have the want to so, right. And you have the technique. Sometimes technique off. is more <laughs> than the strength. Uh, I do want to say, though, in, in, now that we've kind of joked around about this whole uh, – um, you, you pointed out the fake and everything. I do have to commend you for another episode that I had seen a long time back, and that was the Rock Wall episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was awesome. That was awesome. And thank you. Thank you for finally uh, somebody putting a hammer to Rock Wall, Texas. And oh, so the, the rock wall that goes into the ground that they determine was a natural formation? Like, yes. Yes, okay, I remember that one Scott as well. Did yep. that. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, I you know, recall and, that one. You know, uh, the people in Texas are interesting. You know, they have their own vibe, and um, they're kind of like, you know, they're kind of like Patriot fans, right? Oh. They're so used to winning, oh. and everything is great, and they have this huge <laughs> ego. And uh, Wow. They're both Patriot nice fans. Know. <laughs> you know, wow. Wow. <laughs> I love I love my I love my my friends in Texas. I'm giving them a bad time. Um, but and you're giving uh, us Patriots. I, I, I meant what I time. said about those Patriot fans. <laughs> you're talking to two of them right here. <laughs> Actually, did you see the new uh, logo for Tampa Bay now? It's basically the Patriots, except it's in black, orange, and it's got the the Buccaneers uh, where the star with the, the, the eye patch on. Yeah, with uh, the eye patches. I love it. Elvis. I love it. I can't believe Gronk came out of retirement, but you know what? One last curtain call with Tom B. I think I probably would have been tempted to. Absolutely, right. it'll Absolutely. make for a very interesting season if we have one. Right. If, if we have one. But, you know, the, yeah, we talked we, about Rock. What are we going to do about that? What's going to happen? I wouldn't be shocked if they started the season playing the games with nobody in the seats. I would not be shocked. Oh, Patriots? The whole NFL, where you're going to play the games, but there's nobody in the stands. Oh. Well, they're talking about doing that with baseball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not for nothing, other than the crowd noise. Football, to me, I've been to games in the stadium, and I've watched them on TV. It's more enjoyable at home in your on your couch. Now, see, I it was really trying to get is. tickets to a Tampa Bay game so I could throw change at Tom Brady. Well, last year, you, last year you would have been able to. Now, now you can't. 
But, you know what? I, I got to I got to jump in for a sec because I'm a season uh, ticket holder with the um, the Vikings, with the Vikings right? yep. and we have we we splurged when they moved into the new stadium. My uh, we actually have my wife's uh, parents' season tickets they've had since 1968. Oh wow! Oh wow! And so we got really good seats for the new stadium. We just decided we'd go for it and leave those seats as a legacy for our kids. But I understand what you're saying about. You know, the, the weeks where we might give the tickets or sell them, um, you know, give them to our kids or something, it's nice to stay home and, and watch the game. But I have to say the experience that we have at, at these games is really something special. But two years ago, when the Minnesota miracle happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Were you there? Biggs caught that pass on the sideline we were on. I'll never forget. I'm like yelling at him because I see him running. I'm like, get out of bounds, dude. Get out of bounds. <laughs> it wasn't until he got to the end zone. I looked at Janet and she goes, I think he scored. <laughs> oh my God. For 20 minutes, for 20 straight minutes, the euphoria in that stadium. And it was for 20 minutes. I believe it. I never I believe felt it. anything like that before. I mean, I know winning a Super Bowl is probably the same type of a thing, but I'm from Minnesota, okay? Um, <laughs> it, it, was the, it was the best 20 minutes I think I've ever had in my life. It was just incredible. Yeah, no, it, it, there is certainly something to be said uh, for being there. However, I mean, the one benefit that you have, because it's necessary, uh, the new stadium, it's in a dome now, correct? Well, it's actually shaped like a big Viking ship, but yeah, it's covered. It's got glass on okay. one side, and it's actually it's actually fantastic. I mean, that's Very there's cool. something really good about that. Like I've I've gone to a few Patriots games where the high has been 17 degrees, and I'm yeah. on, and I'm on the side of the stadium where it's in the shade. Um, that's <laughs> and my very first Patriots game was uh, AFC Wild Card. God, probably five, six years ago where Baltimore was up 24 nothing in the first 10 minutes of the game. And I had to sit there in the cold weather with my brother, who's a Giants fan, um, making fun of me the rest of the game because I paid so much money for the tickets. I wasn't going home. Right. Um, but I was also at some where they beat the Jets like 49 to two on Monday Night Football or something crazy. So oh, yeah. it has yeah, its those, merits. Those, but those, they, You know, that, that, and that's the thing, you know, when your team plays well, it's it's so fun to be there, but when they play crappy, and the Vikings have laid some real eggs. Um, they did last this past season. I think I can't remember what game it was. That Buffalo was the year before where they just smoked the hell out of us. Yeah. But it can you know, and it's like I drove all the way for this. I paid this much money for exactly. this. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, that's you. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. Well, and that's the good thing. Like, if you can go to a game where you don't have a rooting interest and there's no emotional attachment, you can just sit back and enjoy the game. That's that's a yeah. lot of fun. I, I went to a yeah, Steelers. That's a lot of fun, yeah. Steelers yeah. Chiefs uh, home opener last year. I went with my daughter because she was looking at Duquesne uh, University at the time. So we caught a game, and that was a lot of fun. That was just yeah. a lot of fun. So, but anyway, hey, me, we digress. Let me, let me interject for a second. Yeah, go right ahead. So I've been doing some research, guys. Check out the book that I'm in the middle of right now. I was just going to bring this up. It's uh, A Treasury of Witchcraft. Yes. Now, what the heck would I be doing with this, right? All right. Now, <clears throat> wait, uh, those would be runes or rune inscriptions, wouldn't they? 
Is that what no. you're showing me? Actually, that top alphabet is something called Theban. Theban. Okay. All right. Theban. Theban was the was one of the secret scripts that the Templars used um, to encode important documents. They would use these symbols, and you'll if you look carefully at these symbols, you'll see that they incorporate a little M symbol in many of them. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why they would do that, but they did. So <clears throat> you guys didn't catch that, did you? What, the M symbol? The M symbol I on caught his that. hand. Yeah, I caught it. Oh, you did? Very <laughs> yes, good. Absolutely. Okay, good. Anyway, um, that particular alphabet is the old Theban alphabet. And it has a couple of very minor modifications off of the new, newer version of the Theban alphabet. Um, but I'm looking at doc- documents that incorporate the Theban script. And there are symbols on there that have certain modifications that... This is the only version of that old script that I've seen, and it's it's in this book. It's the only one I've ever been able to find as a reference. So that's why I was <clears throat> reading that book when you guys called me. That's very cool. Interesting. So it, it's interesting that you have yet another, you know, Templar code, we'll call it, that's demonized in, in a certain sense where it's now associated with witchcraft. So well, of course. Perhaps I mean, another example of... You know, somebody taking, taking, you know, it's happened throughout history, whether it be Mary Magdalene, whether it be certain holidays or whatnot, where they take something and if it doesn't fit their narrative, narrative, it's demonized. It's bad. It's, you know. Mary, and who are we talking about yet again that Roman, demonized it? The Roman, it's Catholic, the Roman Church. Catholic Church. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's who's who did it that's here. That's MO. who did it. Right. There and continues <laughs> to do it. It's a matter of ideology, and and I, I'm not trying to to be here as as a and picking on <clears throat> picking on the church. But if you want to talk about the Templars and what happened and who one of their neme, you know their primary uh, nemesis were, that's who it was, and, well, see, and it's just a fact. And there's Never, a, there's a difference between you're already the Roman Catholic religion and the institution of the Roman Catholic Church. Correct. They're, they're two separate things. That's exactly and what it's I was the, going to say. It's the institution that's kind of bastardized everything and, and it has politicized religion, in essence. Right. Where they, we're not saying their beliefs are, right. are wrong, but what we're saying is anything. Well, some of them are. Well, well some well, of them are. But faith, faith <laughs> but the institution for, itself is corrupt. Faith is God, religion is man made. Meaning that agree men that, yeah. are the ones who decide the narrative of that religion. I mean, how many times have you gone to church? Me, I'm a Methodist. You go into a Catholic church to take communion. You're like, no, you can't. I'm like, right. But I'm Christian. But right. I believe what in Christ. Now, does it make? Your interpretation is not. No. Right. Our so, brother, my dad could beat your dad. We went. <laughs> that, like, that's what it comes down to with religion a lot of times. With organized religion. My guy could beat up your God. Right. And you know, well, I find it flex- guys, hey, let's let's get to the core of it. Here's mm-hmm. here's the difference, right? The difference is, and it doesn't matter what religion you're talking about. We happen to be talking about Christianity. Right. The same is true in the Muslim Muslim Absolutely. faith, Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. in um, the Jewish faith, in uh, Buddhism. Anytime you get a human conduit involved, um, or, or necessary, or mandated. Mm-hmm. That you have to have a conduit to get to Creator, a human conduit. Right. That's 
problems start. Absolutely right. right. Absolutely. Now, as, as Masons, you guys know, this dirty little secret is you don't need a conduit to get to create. No, you, you can, can get there all on your own. You can have a relationship all by yourself, right? And um, and and really, that's your business. It, it's not anybody else's business. But organized religion takes takes that away from you, and they're the ones that are going to tell you what to think, what to believe, and what to do, so that at the end of your life, you will get to this, you know, Valhalla, whatever you want to call it. And that's just that's just wrong, in my personal opinion. No, and I can tell you that as I was raised Roman Catholic. Um, and I had a very confused, you know, spiritual lifestyle because I had questions. I had certain things where, no, you, you can't have that personal relationships. Like you said, you, you need that conduit. And I'm like, no, I don't need much like I don't need brick and mortar. I don't need a lodge to go to or a temple to go to, to practice Freemasonry and pursue my ritual and everything. I don't need a brick and mortar building. Or somebody's permission to have a personal relationship with God. And that's where when I joined Freemasonry, I'm like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that feels that way. And it made sense. It kind of just clicked. No, so, you, you hit the nail on the head. And the other thing, too, is that um, women can do the same thing. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, one, the, the one question that I had when I became a Mason that... Um, that bothered me and I, it doesn't bother me anymore. I understand the tradition of the fraternity uh, being a, a male oriented thing, but that was the one thing that I found um, a little bit problematic. But now that I'm, I'm older and I understand the history of the tradition, um, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not offended by it at all. And I understand also that there are traditions that are very ancient, that still exist to this day, that welcome women. And, I mean, I think you guys will, will agree that there's nothing that we do in Lodge that women can't handle. I mean, some of the jokes we tell, they probably don't want to hear, but um, <laughs> there's nothing magical that is is special to being a guy that, well, that the ladies couldn't handle, but it's a tradition. They might have a problem with the paraphernalia during the degrees. Okay. <laughs> They might have a like problem the, wearing the paraphernalia. The way that they're properly clad. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. They would probably have a problem with it. I don't think we would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Put that... Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just put saying. Put that axe man cometh away. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I know. I know. You know look, it's a fraternity. Uh, it's, right. It's a longstanding tradition. And um, it's certainly not meant to in any way disparage women or, or uh, at all. And in fact, as we talked about at the very beginning, the core of Freemasonry really is about veneration of the goddess right. anyway. And women don't need to venerate themselves. They already know they got it going on. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. But, but to that point, you know, the moral teachings of Freemasonry are, you know, they're out there in other organizations and they're not exclusive to Freemasonry. We have a different take on it and maybe any, you know, our, our own brand on that. However, there are some tenets that are universal, whether they be in Freemasonry or not in Freemasonry. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, you know, even if you, you get into things like hermetic philosophy and, mm -hmm. um, you know, th uh, there's a lot of women in, involved in those types of things. And it's still there. You don't need, and that that's always been my argument, is 
you can go learn similar things, maybe not through the same filter, but you can learn similar things or in essence, the same lessons and values from a different source. This, you don't have to use this source. That's right. That's exactly right. And um, I will say this, that one of the things that I really enjoy about attending, um, well, Scottish Rite in particular now uh, is, is everybody knows my wife, Janet. They respect her as a person, as a researcher, and she's welcome to the temple anytime, even on degree nights. She can't watch the degrees, but, you know, we have a meal, we have fellowship. And um, we have a library where she does a lot of research, and they welcome her. Mm. So um, uh, it's not like, you know, women are just, you know, there's a certain right. boundary that, that, you know, we don't want you coming in to the ritual rooms and watching the degrees, but everything else she's, she's welcome to. And, and um, she's taught those guys a lot. I mean, they, they seek out her opinion on certain things that, the feminine perspective is really important. We know what we think as guys, but a lot of times there'll be a research point and getting the feminine perspective is really important. So when is she coming on the show? <laughs> Jan. <laughs> we'd love to we'd love to have her on. I mean I know she she's written she's her own book. She does a lot of her own research. You know, feed me lines like I need to be fed lines. I feel like I'm on set right now and Andy, yes, you are. So, <laughs> we would love to have her on. How did you come here and defend yourself? <laughs> Wait, you're making it sound like we're attacking her. <laughs> no, make sure you clarify that. I mean, I know she's a Vikings fan and whatnot, but, you know, we still love her. I know. Okay, that's well, Joe's and Eno at No, but, you know, that's, that's one thing we don't get a lot of on this show is a female perspective on some of this stuff. So we'd I love can't. to have Janet on. Absolutely. Um, so I do have, uh, two things, uh, brother Scott, cause we're, uh, I know you got to eat dinner. I know you got some pork chops to make, so, uh, yes, I don't want to, do. I don't want to ruin your guys dinner, but, uh, I have a sales pitch and then, uh, one last question for you. We'll do a quick lightning round. And my sales pitch is this. You should make a shirt that says Masons love their women, women with a, just a, just a Venus in the corner. That's great, right? And a hook, hook, and a hook X, right? And the hook X, yeah, exactly. Um, And then we'll have a hook X on a patch on the side, sleeve, yeah, perfect. Like there you go, like on this shirt here, but the hook X, right? (laughs) And uh, so, I guess my last and final question would be, um, in a quick lightning round, what connections, as best as you can, what connections do you have between the Knights Templar of ancient? and Freemasonry as it stands? I'm going to let Janet answer that question Wait, because no. I think yes, she can perfect. do a yes, job. Yes, perfect. Go ahead, Come on, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> the Knights Templar connections and Masonry? What are the connections between Knights Templar and Freemasonry? Modern uh, Freemasonry. Well, Modern it, Freemasonry. it goes back a long, long time. Long-standing traditions. Back to the mystery schools. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what Templarism was all about was the ancient mystery schools and the, the teachings of those schools from alchemy to the sacred feminine to what am I missing? What else? Well, when it, when it, I, I, I think what their question is, is what are those specific ties? I mean, the, just the overall connection between the, the, the mystery schools 
and um, the teachings of Freemasonry yeah. are essentially the same thing. Exactly. And and obviously the Templars were were big into the mystery schools and um, and this ancient knowledge and and really it boils down to mathematics, geometry, and astronomy, which are the the, the essential teachings of Templarism and and the basis of Freemasonry as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's one of the ties. But when you talk about specific ties, um, I think. I think one of the most important that has been veiled is this reverence of the goddess. And when you look at, but, but I will say this at the time of our founding fathers, they understood this. They absolutely absolutely understood it. Mm -hmm. And Janet and Alan talk a a lot about it in their book, America nation of the goddess. And all you have to do is go to Washington DC. And I challenge anybody to walk through that city and just Count the number of statues that are feminine and that are masculine. Mm. And I know what the result is going to be, but I think people will be surprised at how many of them are feminine. And if you look at our Capitol building, I, I was just going to say right on top, sitting on top. Yep. It's, it's, it's a female. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a feminine. It's Persephone yep. freedom. And if you look closely, if you want to Google it, uh, people that are watching right now, our dog, our dog snuck in the middle here, too. <laughs> he doesn't like when we're sitting next to each other and he's not in the middle. <laughs> anyway, um, but if you look closely at um, the statue of Lib- or the, um, uh, the statue on top of the Capitol, she's wearing a bandana. And on that bandana are five-pointed stars. Which is a Venus. symbol of Venus. Venus. Interesting. Venus. Very interesting. And I'm sorry. It what? makes the pentagram in the sky as viewed from Earth on its its cycle. So, Jan, cycle. so Jan, I have to ask, are you Eastern Star? I am not. Ah. Interesting. You might get a little bit of interest. <laughs> 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 you might get some, uh, you, you might get a little something out of that too if you're into research. Well, yeah, so. I I might, I just might. And and just again, what was the the name of that book again? Was yes, Nation of the Goddess? Did I get that? America, right? America, 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 Nation of the Goddess. Excellent, and that's available through Amazon, yes. Barnes and Nobles, all those. No, no, no. If oh, you look, okay. if anybody it's wants to, no, no, forget that. If you want a signed copy of her book, ah. just go to www.hookdex.com. H-O-O-K-E-D-X.com. All books that are bought off our website, we will sign them. And lately, I've been, you know, slipping in little surprises. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So www.hookedx.com. H-O-O-K-E-D-X.com. I want that patch. You know, That's what I'm after. You're gonna get it like a problem. Tomorrow, you're probably gonna get a large order from Connecticut. Well, uh, all you have to do with the the patches the patches are five bucks, but I'll send you. I mean, if you guys order them, I'll send you some extras and yeah, we'll get some uh, books, some coins, you know, gifts, and stuff. Absolutely. But, but um, you know, it's funny. The last couple of days, I've had a bunch of book orders. I don't know why. Um, people have been buying my Kensington Runestone book, which is really the. Um, that was the beginning of the founding of this country. That was the land claim stone that they put in the ground that served as the basis for the claiming of this country. And a lot of people say to me, well, why didn't, why didn't they dig it up and make the claim? And I said, well, the reason is, is because the medieval Templars passed on the obligation 
to our founding fathers, who were all Freemasons. I don't think people realize how many of them really were Masons, and not just Masons, but they were Knights Templar as well. Right, right. And they finished the job. Right. So they didn't need the Kensington Runestone, that New Jerusalem that they sought to found, that practiced freedom of religion and freedom from the tyranny of the monarchs of Europe. Those were the two main tenets upon which this nation was founded. And who suffered from the tyranny, um, from the persecution of those two entities? Last I checked, it was the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. How obvious is it who mm-hmm. was at the core of the founding of our nation? And if people can't figure it out, then I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brother awesome. Scott. We'll let yeah, you go. We'll let that. you get to dinner and yeah. your pork chops. All right. <laughs> but remember, so this is All right. number two. What you asked for, you no. got her. There she is. And Thank you. know you. what? I think if you guys extended an invitation to her, I bet you she'd accept. Oh, absolutely. Right. We'll get Rafferty on that. We'll make it official. I just want, uh, before we, before we call her, how are you guys doing out there? With all this COVID crap going on, I just want to, how, how are you doing out there? We're, we're, we're doing pretty good. Minnesota was on top of it early. And, awesome. uh, Not Connecticut. Been really good with it. <laughs> that, that's great. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it's, look, it's been a challenge, right? When, you, uh, when you're basically stuck in the same place for literally yeah. months on end, it, yeah. it's not easy. Um, but, you know, you, you, we, we've gotten a hell of a lot of projects done that we never would have otherwise gotten done. <laughs> right. and, and, I, and I have to echo what, what she has said, and I don't want to get political, but um, our, our governor has been very straightforward. He's been very empathetic. He has been very honest and truthful about what the situation is. And all I can say is, I just want the truth. I just want to know what it is. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. I can't stand the BS. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, we and 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 the truth I think is 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 in the data. We have only had about 200 people in our entire state that have died from the coronavirus. And wow. and 200 people is a lot of people, and it's too many. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, in a, a state with over 4.5 million people, mm-hmm. that's a really, really small percentage. Right. And right, right. it's because people have, have uh, done what they were told. Right. Well, uh, Brother Scott, Janet, please stay safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Thank you for coming on. And uh, Janet, we will most certainly be reaching out to you and having you on uh, if, if you'd be willing. That would be a, a lot of fun. And, I, and if I recall correctly, Brother Scott agreed to come on three more times as long he as there's did. a jacket. Yeah, we gotta get a jacket. We gotta get so, there. We gotta that get sounds the like a contract with the leather sleeves. I, I mean, it's <laughs> with the with the <laughs> with the patches with the, the patches on patches. the sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, with the hook dex <laughs> patch on it, absolutely. No, but you know, thank you again for for taking the time and coming on the show. We yeah. love having you on. We look forward to having you both on again. And yeah. uh, it, it's great. It's just it's very gracious of you, and we really appreciate it. No, my pleasure. And uh, cheers, guys. Uh, I was going to say, Joe, you want to lead the lead the charge? Yes. Here we go. Wait, what? yeah, give us a charge, there, uh, worshipful. <clears throat> Brothers, right hand, brothers and guests, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together. Vivat, vivat, vivat.
I love it. <laughs> I haven't done the charge for a while. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> we, uh, we, we switched it up a tiny bit yeah. just to... Uh, Shane, we changed you know, it a little bit. Just copyright so, infringement yeah, stuff. Yeah, copy. <laughs> you know, we don't want to get sued. I want to get dues cards pulled to hell with copyright. They've threatened that before. <laughs> so Anyway. All right, Brother Scott, we're going to let you go. Thank you again. Right, Thank you again. Janet, good to see you. Thank good you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we are gone. We have let Brother Scott go. We are still live. We are still recording. That was awesome. That was a good episode. That was That was fun. I like the loose format with our guest. I like when it can just we do an introduction and we just let Bro, it go. Do we want to get powder on? Yeah, let's get powder let's on. Get let's powder get his on. Uh, powder at. Well, and so while you're um, while you're doing that, can I give a quick plug? No. Yes, you can. Okay. So you're asking me permission. I'm putting a. Um, I'm doing a plug deal with it. That's that's how you should respond. I'm doing a plug. Do we need. To, do we do we want Mean Joe to come out again? <laughs> Brother Danny Collins has been feeling the wrath of of Mean Joe after I went on a hey, ten, ten at a ten hour self imposed exile that I came back. I from. had your sex though. I know you did. <laughs> I got a little grumpy earlier this week, but we don't need to get into that. But um, no, so the shirts that you and I are wearing are actually from Brother Danny Collins that he uh, purchased and, and sent to us here at FMP headquarters. Mm-hmm. And they are from the Till Valhalla Project, founded by Marine veteran Corey Schieffer. A uh, little bit of history on them, a little bio. Till, the Till Valhalla Project's main mission is to gift memorial plaques to the families of fallen heroes at no monetary cost to them. Hand-delivered at a complete surprise, our plaques and products have helped remind thousands of families their hero will never be forgotten. In addition, they donate 20% back to hashtag Mission 22 so our brothers and sisters can get the help they deserve and don't have to fight their demons alone. You should take tremendous pride knowing that your purchase is funding the materials needed to keep these memorial plaques 100% free for the families of our fallen. Uh, We believe they have paid more than enough. Thank you again for giving back to our fallen heroes, because if we don't continue to do this for these families, then who will? And there's a quote here from Corey Schaefer. I believe a hero never truly dies until the last time their name is spoken. Continue to honor them, and they will live on forever. Corey Schaefer. So thank you, Brother Danny Collins. Absolutely. And I will read the shirts easier to read yours than mine upside down. Yeah. Stop flexing. In your darkest hour... In your, in your darkest hour when the demons come, call on me, brother, and we will fight them together. It's a really cool shirt, really cool project here. Really cool of Brother Danny Collins to send these to us. I've been really nice to him lately, kind of, but then I got mean again. Cause I, <laughs> because that's what he loves. He doesn't like nice, Joe. He, he wants me making fun of the queen and giving him a hard time. One other thing I just want to say. Uh, I wasn't flexing. I was trying to hide the keg. That's what I was trying to do. So, so you're sucking it in. You're tenting your shirt. Pulling it out wide. But no, I, I, I love it's this shirt. All. And uh, Brother Danny Collins actually has another uh, interesting uh, thing for Ken that's in a package that was over by Susan. Oh, it's different than what you oh, and I had? Oh, I wasn't aware that it was uh, something different. Oh, it's something different. Oh. So I tried calling the ginger. Or the ginger. The, the powder. The powder, but... Uh, the albino. The albino. He didn't answer, so... Yeah, so a midget, an albino, and a, uh, a ginger, an albino, and a midget walk into a podcast. And there's talk the to joke. Scott Walton. There's the joke. <laughs> that was really cool. 
Uh, that was really cool. I enjoyed that. He's an awesome brother. And you know what? I'd love to get Janet on. I would absolutely. Because she's she's absolutely. done her own research. Mm-hmm. She's got her own books. Yep. And we don't often get, other than when we get called into HR for things right. we did poorly, <laughs> we don't get a female perspective on things. And it'd be nice to get one and not get yelled at. Well, <laughs> well I mean, <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, though. You know, I, Scott... Is is uh, brother Scott is is big into his um, profession. He yeah. showed up on a TV show, and uh, unfortunately, it's kind of sad that you know, you, you know, their, you know, the the wives or their their partners kind of fall don't get, to the way they don't, they don't get, get the, the line right. They don't get the spotlight enough, when, right? Believe it or not, they're doing the majority of the heavy lifting in the background right. that you don't know. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. No, she's a, a researcher and an author in her own right with Absolutely. some really good stuff out there that um, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear her perspective on. Absolutely oh. would love that. So, What do you say, Brother Joe? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. All right. Wrap it up. Awesome episode. Yeah. A lot of fun. Loving it. And he's agreed to be on at least three more times. Janet's at least one, so that's four more episodes we got out of. So let's let's uh, real quick before we close, we're just going to talk about uh, what's upcoming. Uh, we are going to be talking about the background de- check, the background right? check debate. But this Sunday, we're actually going to be doing a podcast montage. Yes. With- that uh, should be really cool. I believe it's uh, Jake Dean. Yes, I believe it's one Jake of them. Dean. Avid listener of the show, uh-huh. and um, I think this is a really uh, two eighteen-year-old men that yep. are kind of starting their own podcast, uh-huh. Histories Mysteries, and they had you on a, as a guest a couple of days ago, and yeah, you had some technical issues. I had some technical issues. Uh, I was using my X Splitter again. I was using it from a different platform. I was using it from their. Uh, I was trying to promote it live on their their Facebook page, and I I don't know the X Splitter just wasn't picking up their audio. It was picking me up perfectly. Yeah, fine, we heard you just fine. Was having some issues, but uh, you, me, and uh, uh, hopefully maybe we'll get the ginger, the uh, albino, the albino. I keep saying the ginger. I'm the ginger. Gonna have the ginger, the albino. We're gonna have powder with us. Uh, we'll we'll have him Skype in as well as uh, the. Uh, yeah, the brothers from the History's Mysteries, and we're going to yeah. do a, a collaboration. little collaboration. Yeah, a little yeah. cross promoting. Uh, I'm actually going to let them crossover. take. The, I'm going to let them take the lead. I talk too freaking much, so no, I'm let them let do it. Them, I think that's great. I we'll introduce great. our. We'll introduce us. Yeah, they'll introduce them, and then I'm going to say, "Run with it. Ask the questions you want. Ask you anything you want. Absolutely, I'll answer anything. <laughs> and I know Jake's a, an avid listener of the show, so he's heard yeah, all that he's probably got. He was actually on tonight. Yep. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. he's right there. Right there. Yep. Um, but um, no, it, it should be a lot. Of, it should be a lot of fun. Oh, yep. by the way, if Ken were from St. Petersburg, you know what he'd be, right? Are we Russian? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to work that in. Sorry, I had to work that. Very in. nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have uh, Jake Dean, and uh, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, his name escapes me. I believe it was. Ian, I forgot because I, I know Jake wrong. sent me a friend re- request earlier today. That's why I remember his name. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and we actually have. I'm getting messages. Actually, I'm looking at my phone. Um, Avelino Ventura, sir, may I? Re- uh, you don't need to serve me. I'm just a just a. I'm not an officer. I never got butter bars, so. You just call me brother. Oh, you've got bars of butter, though. <laughs> hey! 
You're an ass. <laughs> but uh, he says, um, "Oh God, now I just got Ian Deckard." The uh, is the name of the other gentleman that uh, worked Ian Deckard. With, uh, Thank Jake you. Kim. I remember it was Ian. I thought it was Ian. Um, sir, may I request? Uh, this is uh, Avellino Ventura. May I request? You discuss the views of Freemason regarding reincarnation on the next episode. Well, I don't know if it'll be the next episode. Yeah, we'll have to do some research on that. But yeah, reincarnation. Well, it's it's okay. reincarnation, rebirth, resurrection. It's kind of a similar topic. Yeah, that's we yeah. can certainly no, if I, we can find I, enough to talk about. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Raph, put it on the books. There Raph. might be a lot of jokes involved in that because. <laughs> If I come back like me again, I'm going to go, son of a bitch. But <laughs> who knows? You might come back as like an NBA basketball player. That's like 7-Eleven. Uh, I'm going to leave it alone. Do I, get to, do, I get to, do I get to come back, though? Because I have no I, soul, I apparently. I can't. I got to stop. <laughs> I, gotta, I gave you an easy one. But do I, get I was to, going in a different direction. I know where you were going. But do I get to come back? Because I have no soul, apparently. You get to come back. Or, or am I, I just so. immortal because I have no soul? But listen, you have I'm, like the, I'm like the queen. I'm, a, I'm I the think vampire. Me personally, I, I, I think personally, me, the divine architect, would look at you and be like, listen, you did an entire lifetime as a ginger. I'm going to give you a We're going to give you a, yeah. <laughs> you're going to come back with, uh, you know, you're coming back as Mediterranean, olive complexion, dark <gasps> although, although. I'll come back as like Fabio. I have to do this, though. Oh, it, boy. Danny, if Danny Collins made it to the pearly glades, God would be like, yeah, f- no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you say? Wrap it up. He's going to come back as, uh, I don't an know. American. As an American. <laughs> yeah. From like Georgia or Mississippi or something. He's coming back as a redneck. That's what he's coming back. From lobster back to redneck. Danny Collins. <laughs> Love you, brother. Love you. All right. Let's shut it down. So, uh, for the Freemasons podcast, I am one of your hosts, right? Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>